You know, I'm going to give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> Stop laughing. And when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty ass jokes on my ass, too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Why are you laughing? Evening, everybody. Welcome to Why Are You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast. And today, I am pleased to introduce to you the Late Night Wars Part Two: Conan O'Brien versus Jay Leno. Uh, this one also got ugly about a year ago. If you guys are new to the program, we did Letterman versus Leno, and this publicly, maybe because of uh, the internet and social media and things, um, possibly got even uglier. At least for the uh, while it was actually happening. Um, but we will dive into it in mere moments. But first, I want to tell you to uh, hop on the Patreon. Got a bunch of bonus episodes up there. Uh, most recently, uh, we did the Bill Burr Philly rant. We did Donald Glover's Weirdo, his basically one-off special before retiring from Stand Up Forever. Um yeah, Joe Matarese, we did Tucker Max, uh, Howard Stern, Opie and Jim, all kinds of bonus episodes up there. And uh, we'll do a couple every month. So make sure you check those out on the Patreon. Or if you'd rather support the show for free, uh, do that everywhere. You get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, all over the place. And all those links are at blindmike.net. So go to blindmike.net to support the show However you feel is just. Um, so yeah, Conan versus Leno is a topic that uh, I have wanted to do for a while. I figure I like to, when we have topics this closely, meaning Letterman versus Leno and Conan versus Leno, I try to spread them out a little bit. Uh, so it's been about a year since we did that last episode. But I've been uh, chomping at the bit because this is one that uh, I was very invested is probably the wrong word, but very heavily interested in because I was, you know, of an age where I was a big Conan O'Brien fan and I was starting to really get into uh, really just any kind of drama like this in the comedy world is what I liked. So this was kind of a fascinating topic. And, um, you know, on uh, the Kirk Minahan show, this comes up every so often. And uh, Kirk always points out that, uh, the general public was on uh, Conan's side very heavily, but there is another angle to it, which will I think we'll kind of get to that more towards the end. Um, but basically, the way we'll start is if you don't know, um, Conan started off his uh, late night career very rocky, and we'll hear him talk to Howard Stern in a second, but uh, he mentions how Howard was very good to him in the early days because Howard would have him on when Conan's ratings were abysmal. Um, you know, Conan's kind of like a, a late night legend now, but he was a writer for SNL and the Simpsons, but no one knew who the fuck he was. He was just a writer. Uh, they, he had, there was no face to him and you probably wouldn't have even known his name unless you were a real comedy nerd. So when uh, Lorne Michaels decided to, put Conan as the host that replaced David Letterman, uh, who was kind of like an institution in that seat. People didn't really understand it. Um, it is strange though, because like 
Letterman was such a weird guy. The show he did was so different than any uh, late night show that came before him that it's surprising people didn't understand Conan's weirdness at first also, because he's pretty clearly influenced by Letterman, I think. I think there's pretty clear similarities there. Definitely. The the quirky, you know, the snipping of the strings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think Conan's a little more self-deprecating, whereas the joke was usually on the guest on Letterman. But there are definitely similarities. But, um, you know, it took the audience a while to adjust. They didn't understand, understand him at first. But after that, he was kind of a phenom. He was doing very well in that time slot. And so then when his contract was up in 2000 or 2001, um, basically he made it clear to them that eventually he wanted the Tonight Show. And if that wasn't a possibility, uh, then he was going to go somewhere else. And they said to him, hey, we want you to have the Tonight Show. I didn't realize that until I was um, uh, looking into this um, for this episode that it was in uh, this co- in 2001, three years prior to the clip we're about to play that they said, Hey, don't worry about it. You're going to replace Leno. No sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that certainly didn't cause any problems because then Jay went on the air in 2004, three years later um, when it was revealed to him that this was the plan. And Jay said this on the side show, once this uh, hit the newspapers, They said, listen, we would like to do five more years. I said, great. I'd love to do five more years. And that was six months ago. And then time went by. Uh, There's all talk about Conan O'Brien. Will he go to ABC? Will he go to one of these other networks? And and they came to me and they said, we don't want to lose Conan O'Brien. And I said, okay, what does that mean? And they said, "Uh, well, um, we think Conan would be a good replacement, as I do. Conan is a gentleman, funny, the hottest late night guy out there, excellent. And I said, you know something? I don't want to see Conan go anywhere else. I'm 59. I'll be 59 years old when this leaves. Five years from now, that's 1,200 shows. They're not going anywhere tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, you know, there's really only one person who could have done this into his 60s, and that was Johnny Carson. I think it's fair to say, I'm no Johnny Carson. So I called up my buddy. Uh, oh, no, come no, on, I called Jay. my buddy Jerry Seinfeld. I said, Jerry, what do you think? You know, and Jerry quit his show when it was the most popular. And I'm proud to say this show has been number one. We will keep it number one. And then in 09, I'll say. Conan, it's take it over. It's yours. Because, you know, you, you can do these things until they carry on on a stretcher. Or you can get out when you're still, you know, you're still doing good and think, I'm not quitting show business. You know, you know, I've, but I realize I'm not spending enough time with my cars. No, no. I, no, I, no but anyway, this is not tomorrow. It's five years from today. And I want to say, uh, I, I don't think there's a better choice. Because, you know, when I took this show over, Boy, there was a lot of animosity between me and Dave and who's going to get it. And, and quite frankly, uh, a lot of what I thought, well, good friendships were permanently damaged. And I don't want to see anybody ever have to go through that again. Because this, you know, this show is like a dynasty. You, you hold it and then you hand it off to the next person. And I don't want to see all the fighting and all and who's better and nasty things back and forth in the press. So right now, here it is. Conan, it's yours. See you in five years, buddy. Okay. Clear enough. And that was pretty much it. Jay kept his word. Conan took over the Tonight Show, and uh, everyone was very happy. We'll talk to you next week on Why You Laughing. <laughs> I joke, obviously. Uh, Jay said that. Jay's an interesting guy, and I think we talked a lot about this in the Letterman versus Leno episode. There's an element of Jay that I do think he wants people to like him, 
and I think he wants to make everyone happy, and I think he's a very nice guy. But there is a side to him that's like a shrewd businessman. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk a lot about this. Like, he's very prideful of the fact that uh, he doesn't have an agent or a manager. He essentially negotiates for himself. And he's the reason he's prideful of that is because he doesn't have to deal with the bullshit that comes along with having an agent. And he doesn't have to pay them 10%. But what that means for a guy to be as successful as Jay Leno and make $20 million a year or whatever he was making on The Tonight Show you do it to be kind of a shrewd guy. <laughs> Otherwise, NBC could really take advantage of it, which it seems they did not with uh, Leno for the most part. So um, this five-year thing was very odd to everyone because obviously, even in that announcement, you hear Jay say, like, hey, I don't want the infighting that happened with Johnny, but he never once said, I'd like to retire. I mean, he makes the joke, I'd like to be with my cars, whatever. But he's not like, hey, I'm ready to go now. He you says know? straight up he's going to stay in show business. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's almost saying, like, I'll be watching over your shoulder, Conan. <laughs> and if anything happens, I'm hanging on to this job. Um, so that's, that's kind of an odd scenario. Now, uh, like I mentioned, maybe people went too hard on Jay for this. I don't think it's either guy's fault, really. I mean, there's uh, things we'll, we'll point out over the next hour or so, but this is really NBC's fault because this was butchered right from the beginning to say, hey, in five years, who the fuck knows what's going to happen in five years? You know, you don't know what the competition's going to be. You don't know what young kid, maybe, you know, um, like Seth Meyers does late night now. Who knows who would have hosted Weekend Update at that, during that time where you're like, this guy's got it. We need him to be the new uh, tonight show host, whatever. So five years is very weird. And there were a few people who were very uh, prescient when it came to this. Um, first and foremost was Jay's biggest enemy, his arch nemesis. Um, not Letterman, but Howard Stern, a guy who really hated Jay. I guess that goes back. Maybe we'll do an episode about that at some point. But I guess that goes back to essentially, I'm not the Stern aficionado that I am with Opie and Anthony. So uh, feel free out there to tweet me or comment on YouTube um, with corrections. But essentially, I think what it boils down to is there are a few signature bits of Jay's that Howard feels like uh, were stolen from him. Um, so there's always been a lot of animosity. How we talked in the Stuttering John episode about Howard really hating Jay. And uh, that's why this came up a couple of years later when Howard was on Conan, I think in 2006. I read in the paper that Conan is going to replace Jay Leno. Thank God. Do you think that's really going to happen? Do I think what? Do you think that's really going to happen? Do you know? Jay, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's about a 40% chance that's going to happen. Jay Leno's a funny guy. I, I, I read the uh, book uh, Late Shift where they talk about all the different late night hosts. Yes, and yes. it said that Jay wanted that job so bad he would mm -hmm. hide in closets. 
and, let, and listen into the NBC executives talking right. about his fate and he wanted the job from Letterman. I don't see this guy leaving and letting you walk in. And I'm it, concerned about you. You're concerned. What I, about me? This is a big, big, this is a it big may, You know what? I'm very philosophical about it. First of all, it's many years off. I think it's still 11 years away. Is it? Jay will be uh, like in his late 80s. I will be like 75 when this thing goes down. This is a guy who stares at the wall all day, Jay Leno. He waits to go to work. You know, he doesn't like to do anything but work. I don't even know if he has sex with his wife. I don't know what's going on there. So this is going to be very... What do you mean? No. <laughs> this is comedy fact. Everybody knows it. So, I mean, very, very um, uh, prophetic for Howard to be like, yeah, I don't think this is going to happen, Conan. This is three, four years before everything unfolded. The, the smell was not in the air for this. This was just Howard being like, hey, I think Jay's a snake. Watch your back. That's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly was. Um, and the, again, back to the weirdness of the five-year thing. You hear Conan there make the joke about, like, Jay will be in his late 80s. I'll be 75. You, I feel like maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it seems like there's a little contempt from Conan. Like yeah, they're really dragging this fucking thing out. You know, five years. It's a weird move. Well, the problem for him is he's going to have to answer that everywhere he goes. People are like, what right. do you think? Well, that's right. This is in 2006. The transition was 2009. Mm-hmm. So this is just one guest to bring it up. I don't know. I don't have the, uh, the records of exactly how many brought it up. Uh, we know there's at least two more coming up, but you know, that, but yeah, even just in his life, hey, tonight show, when's that happening? Is that next year? No, 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 it's three more years. You know, it gives people five years to start kissing his ass to get on the show. Yeah, yeah, so it's very weird. Yeah. But another guy from the Howard Stern show who knew what he was talking about and uh, seemed to even know more details than Conan did uh, was Mr. Artie Lang, who was uh, very funny in this clip, by the way, but kind of giving Conan another warning. If for once in our relationship, you couldn't joke around, Conan. I've been coming on for 10 years. It's probably my 18th appearance. Yes. And I'm very sentimental about this. You're leaving, right? You're going to do the Tonight Show. I'm going out to Los Angeles, yeah. I know, it sucks. And uh, what am I supposed to do? Have witty conversations with Jimmy Fallon now? How is that going <laughs> to... Yes, he's a very funny guy. You'll love Jimmy. He's a very funny young I man. love Jimmy, but he's not you, man. You were like, you were a writer. Yeah, you know, it's like... Until I see Jimmy, then I'll just totally throw you under the bus. But <laughs> I know how it's all going to go. Good luck, man. I don't know. I, I think it's a bad move. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? I, if I were you, I would have... You I can tan? What do you, where do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? I would have rooted for that uh, bobblehead Leno to stay longer, and you could have got the 40 mil for nothing, right? Wasn't that your deal? You would have got $40 million of... Right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Forty million dollars not to work. Yeah. Oh, sweet. I gotta look into that. It's like when I was. A, is that a possibility? I read it in the TV guy. Sure was. <laughs> you read it in the TV guy. Except jeers to Conan. Jeers <laughs> to Conan for taking forty million for not working. <laughs> Jeers to Conan. Artie looks so terrible in this clip. I long for the no face Artie. No, oh no. really? Yeah, he's he's gigantic. It's funny you say that because I was gonna say it's nice to hear Artie sound so coherent. He like, sounds he's really, yeah, he he's sounds really sounds great. Looks terrible, but uh, yeah, the TV guides seem to be right, and I I don't know. There very well could have been some sort of NDA or something Conan signed where he can't talk about that, mm-hmm. like even before the fact. 
Um, but even just in general, it's tacky. It's hard to be relatable when you're like, you know, if I, even if I get fired, I'll get $40 million. Right. <laughs> so I can understand why Conan would be like, what are you talking about? But yes, I'm sure in the back of his mind, he was aware uh, that Artie was in fact 100% right. It was about <laughs> um, 40 to 45 million that he wound up with. He made 45 million in what, nine months? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk more about that in a bit. But first, I just want to point out one more comedy legend that kind of warned Conan about the type of guy he's about to deal with. And that would be uh, one Mr. Jay Leno. So Norm MacDonald was on Conan, as he often was, best guest of Conan ever, as we've pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is after they announced another bizarre move that we're going to talk a lot about. Jay Leno moving to 10 p.m., So Jay's stepping down from the Tonight Show as Conan takes over, and then it's announced, hey, don't worry, Jay's not going anywhere. You can see him even earlier now, uh, every night of the week. And so this is Norm uh, bringing that up to Conan in his latter days on Late Night. And so that's great. And also, it's uh, stunning how uh, Jay Leno outfoxed you again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's good. I know. <laughs> you think, like, everybody's like, oh, I'm Jay Leno. They do the voice. And <laughs> Meanwhile, he's the shrewdest guy. He outfoxed. You're, you're in good company. He yeah. outfoxed Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> David Letterman. Every 10 years, some redheaded rube shows up. <laughs> I'm like some clown off the bus yeah, with cardboard suits. Gee golly, this yeah, is going to be great. Yeah, you can have it after me. <laughs> <laughs> You go, hey, thanks, Jay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's the phone call you got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Your agent's like, there's good news and bad news. You are doing the Tonight Show. It's true. Mm-hmm. But remember that discussion where we had where you said, I'll never have to <laughs> follow Lenny <Leonard." laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dorm's is the greatest. We'll hear more from him uh, later. But... Yeah, it is like Leno's standing in comedy history. His legacy is very strange. Like there are guys you hear like Seinfeld is always the example I use. And even Letterman uh, that really respect his comedy ability. And then you'll hear Bill Hicks, who's like, he's a fucking hack. He's a sellout. (laughs) And then there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, he's a, you know, he's a cutthroat kind of guy. So he's got a bizarre reputation um it'll be interesting to see like when he eventually uh, you know hopefully it's a long way away but when he does pass it'll be interesting to see exactly how he's remembered well if, if he keeps if he keeps lighting himself on fire and getting into motorcycle accidents it's not going to be that <laughs> far away hey you know he did he came out of the hospital cracking wise so good for jack he got but. he got into like a bad accident right after that yeah, he's a he's a madman. Insane. Now he's really living on the edge. But, <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, the ten o'clock thing is very weird, and we'll hear a couple of uh, you know kind of opinions on it. But it, essentially, the move was NBC not being ready to lose Leno. They were basically scared, and that's a horrible sign for a show. You know, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's but. showing zero confidence in 
Yeah, completely. It would be, I, you know what? It would be like when Colbert took over for Letterman. They're like, but Dave's going to sit in the audience every night, just so you know. You know? Like, <laughs> right. It would be a bizarre, it doesn't make any sense to do it that way. You're essentially saying like, hey, Conan, watch out because we're keeping him around. We don't think you can do it. Um, now, the other thing I do want to point out, and the, the reason I mentioned Conan's struggles early on um, in the uh, filling Letterman shoes on late night is because it does take time to grow an audience. And we talked about this in the Letterman versus Leno episode. Um, I don't fully understand it. I feel like too much is made of it, but the guys who live through it and experience it, Leno, Letterman, uh, Carson, they talk about 1130 and 1230, these two different time slots, like they are different worlds completely. <laughs> Like, you know, there are people that can crush at 1230 and no one will watch them at 1130. I can't fully wrap my mind around it. Seems like, hey, it's just an hour apart. What's the big difference? But evidently there is a gigantic difference. And so sometimes it takes a while to get your your feet wet in that role. Um, Now, maybe Conan's weird enough that it never would have worked at 1130, but uh, seven months is not a very long time to you know, build that audience, especially when three of the months are over the summer. Um, but right. anyways, where are we now in our story? Also guessing too, at 1230, there's like legitimately nothing else on television. Um, during that time. Yeah, I get, well, I, so the idea is essentially that 1130 is for people, older people going to bed, getting up for work in the morning and 1230 is college kids and drunks and people that are, uh, you know, going to be awake for a while. <laughs> Um, so that, that, that's the, the, those are the differences in demographics you're dealing with. But, uh, next we have, um, Leno talking about Craig Ferguson. Yeah. So this is something I, I didn't know. Like I said, Conan was crushing it for a while. I think of him, I think our generation, probably if you're in your thirties, essentially, um, maybe early forties, if you think of late night, you probably think of Conan. If you're, if you're my age, you probably think of Conan, maybe even more than Letterman. Like, I love Letterman, but we didn't get peak Letterman by any means. No, no, we did not. We had uh, in fact, mail it Letterman, in Letterman mailed it in for a yep. long time up until right about now. <laughs> right <laughs> about the time we're discussing right now. That's when David Letterman woke up for the first time in a few years. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think of Conan as like our late night guy kind of. Um, so this is something I was not aware of. This is Conan. Uh, I'm sorry. Leno talking to uh, Howie Mandel. Well, I mean, that's what it is. See, the thing to this story was Craig Ferguson came along yeah. and then suddenly he was beating Conan and the network went, Oh, what's this all about? You know, cause his ratings are so good. He won a Peabody award. He won some Emmys. And then it was like, did we make a mistake? So I had never heard that. I kind of like Craig Ferguson too. He was another weird, goofy guy. Um, but I never knew that he started beating Conan in the ratings. And that's especially odd if it was leading up to Conan replacing Leno. Cause you would think that would be when people are excited to watch Conan. Right. What are we getting? Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know that I'd never heard that before. That was interesting. Um, but, uh, Leno goes on a little more about that situation. It's really quickly that if you announced your retirement, that ABC, CBS, and Fox 
you're there for the poaching. Right. Right. So right away, they say to you, as soon as they realize that, they go, Jay, you can, don't go to another network. We're going to make your show, the same show, in prime time. Right, which I knew wouldn't work. So the deal I made was, if you pay my staff for two years, regardless of what happens, I'll do it. Because I think they were keeping me in case Conan didn't work out. I think they were keeping you because they didn't want you to go well, some other place. Little, probably a little bit of both, yeah. Then management, Gavin Pallone, calls the network and says, all right, so we have the Tonight Show at 11.30. You just gave Jay the 10 p.m. show. I think you're fucking us because... I'll just tell you as my, myself, if I have something to promote or I want to go on something, I'm going to go on prime time first. You know, there is this war of booking, right? right? right. Where do you go first? You go to Jay first, right? right? You go to the, well, if you go to Jay, then you can't go to, you know, if you go to Fallon, you can't go to, right. To, so, so then he goes, you're fucking us. So. Well, I mean, that's a hundred percent true. What, uh, how he's saying that is <laughs> like, you're looking at his Conan. It's like, well, yeah, I, I kind of have the tonight show now, but I still have a late night lead in. Like it doesn't make any sense. And uh, another thing that we'll talk about in a minute, like if Jay, if that's not successful, if people don't want to talk show every night at 10 o'clock, because that also means now like you're getting rid of you know, law and order or uh, parenthood or whatever fucking dramas NBC had on at that time. Now you're getting rid of those, and those people are like, hey, fuck you. I don't want to watch Jay Leno. I'm going to go watch whatever's on CBS now. Right. Um, so, yeah, overall, they're probably fucking Conan. And it was interesting to hear even Jay say, like, I don't know. I guess they were keeping me around in case Conan fucks up. I, I think Howie was more correct, though. Um, yes, I think, well, I think they both are, but I think Jay even acknowledging that that's a reason they'd be keeping him around is like, oh, well then everyone's aware of it, <laughs> you know, right? Like inside that building, there's not a soul that doesn't know, oh, they're keeping Jay here, uh, because they have zero confidence in Conan also, and that Craig Ferguson thing's another aspect. Of yeah. It. Also that too is, is a perfect example of the shrewdness you were talking about. He's like, I'll do it, but everyone's getting paid minimum two years. Yeah. Right. Which, right. You don't really see that often, if ever. No, for sure. And that, that's uh, that's very good of him. That's where it's like, ah, he's a good guy, I guess. Right. I don't really know. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's next? Are we getting into Kimmel now? Uh, the 30 Rock clip. Oh, well, so this is this is a good synopsis. I just threw this in because I, I think it's a, a pretty astute summary of how things went down. But 30 Rock did a whole parody episode of the Conan versus Leno situation, and they did it very well. So we'll just see a quick clip of that. By the way, I should point out uh, basically all the clips we've played already, but uh, this one reminded me. Um, if the episodes are cut up weird on YouTube, it's because we have to load them differently. Uh, so make sure you go to the Patreon, and we should have the full episodes there, right? I can basically guarantee you this one's going to be cut up weirdly. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, so that's why you should watch on Patreon, because the full yeah, episodes will be there. Exactly. Subas, you've been with us a long time, and you've done great work here, but we need some new blood. I've decided that it's time for you to step aside, and Konani will take over at 1130. <laughs> no, I'm in a union. Well, I have a contract. Meeting over. Uh, no, no, hold on. <laughs> 
There's always another option. What if we reinvent the way people think about their nightly trash removal? No, thank you. What if the night shift just got a whole lot earlier? Gentlemen, there is a way for everybody to get what they want and for me to look like a genius and a hero. You're bullcrapping us. No, I am not. I am innoventing. A word that I just innovented. <laughs> NBC. It's fresh. So everyone's getting in on this. Like I like Letterman is tearing it up at this time. We're about to talk about Kimmel. Howard Stern is ragging on these guys. And even on their own network, 30 Rock is making parody episodes of this situation. Uh, so this was truly like massive news. And I'm glad we played that because then the other reason, it, the other reason I uh, included it is because it reminded me of exactly how bizarre this got. So one thing I haven't mentioned yet is yes, you have the whole disaster of Jay Leno's show at 10 p.m. No one thought it was going to work, and believe it or not, it didn't. <laughs> so when that became a disaster, and Conan was losing to Letterman on the Tonight Show, which hadn't happened in 20 years, um, NBC starts to panic, and they cancel Leno's show, and they say the reference there when Alec Baldwin says, uh, what if the late shift... Got a whole lot earlier. <laughs> well, what's happening now is they're talking about um, moving Jay to 11.30, back to where he was, uh, back to where he was when he was on The Tonight Show, but calling it The Jay Leno Show. And then The Tonight Show would start at 12.05, <laughs> And Fallon would be moved back to one. And so the Tonight Show, the joke that everyone made is, so the Tonight Show will start tomorrow. (laughs) 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 And so it didn't make any fucking sense to anybody. (laughs) Wouldn't it have been better for for the Tonight Show to be at 10 rather than after Leno? I I don't know. No, well, the, the real answer, Craig, is no. They never wanted a talk show at 10 p.m. Right. It was a stupid idea to have a nightly show in prime time like that. Um, they never wanted it. I think on some level they knew it would fail and they would have some decision to make. Well, we can just get rid of Jay or we uh, put him back and get rid of Conan. Um, so Conan said, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. That would be destroying the legacy of the tonight. Now the tonight show would be a joke completely. I mean, like this situation won't be good for it, but Conan at least said like, Hey, you know, um, let the tonight show be destroyed when uh, they play ping pong on skateboards <laughs> with uh, Jimmy Fallon in a few years. But now I will not, dest- I will not be the one that destroys the tonight show. Um, so while all that's happening, uh, Jimmy Kimmel gets involved, right? Yep. Uh, so like I said, there's a lot of guys woke up for this and I feel like this was kind of Kimmel's, um, final farewell to all of his real fans. This is where he's like, Hey, in a few years, you guys aren't going to recognize me. Um, so I'm going to give you everything I've got during this situation. Yeah, this was, this is exactly what you miss with Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> yeah, this is, and, and, uh, I've heard Leno talk about it. Like Leno has no love for Kimmel at all. He was basically like, fuck him. And he's like, you know what? Kimmel comes from radio. And so he has that, you know, radio war mentality that I have no use for. So Kimmel had, I'm sorry, Leno had no use for this. 
But Kimmel, using his radio instincts, said, you know what, let's fuck with Jay a little bit. Because apparently he doesn't like Jay. I'm not really 100% sure why. But Kimmel was booked as a guest on the 10 p.m. Jay Leno show during all of this turmoil in its final days. And he did this. You're known for pranks. What's the best prank you ever pulled? I think the best prank I ever pulled was I told a guy, I told a guy that five years from now, I'm going to give you my show. And then when the five years came, I gave it to him. And then I took it back almost instantly. (laughs) Ever order anything off the TV? Like NBC ordered your show off the TV? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Strippers I don't like in general because you have this phony relationship with them for money. Similar to that of when you and Conan were on The Tonight Show together. Yes, yes. Passing the torch. <laughs> right, right, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying. Yes, yes, I yes. do. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so. That guy is was, unrecognizable now. <laughs> he's a different guy, but, <laughs> but that was Kimmel at his best. And the sentiment that he's... Um, uh, uh, speaking there is one that a lot of people had at that time. Mm-hmm. And that is, oh, Jay took the show back. And I f- find that, and I think I even thought of it at the time to be a little ridiculous. Yep. Because Jay, it's, I mean, it's hard because like, Jay just shouldn't have originally said, yes, I'm going to hand off the tonight show and everything's going to be hunky dory. And I'll say, Conan, enjoy the seat and I'll ride off into the sunset. That's where Jay fucked up is especially, you know, now with the internet, everyone could watch that clip of Jay saying, listen, I don't want what happened with me and Dave to happen again. (laughs) And then when we're all watching it literally unfold in front of us, way worse, play that clip. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where Jay fucked up is being, I guess, too nice a guy or um, whatever you want to call it and not just leaving and saying, fuck you, NBC, you kicked me out. I'm going to now go to Fox and make you pay for it. And I think that was Letterman's big argument is, no, 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 when NBC treats you like this, you do what I did. You go across the street and you say, I'm going to do everything I can to ruin you. Um, And that didn't really work for Letterman because Leno was number one, but Letterman did take a sizable chunk of that audience with him. Um, And so that maybe is what Jay should have done. Instead, Jay hung around and was kind of waiting for Conan to fail. So I think that's Jay's blame in all of it. But when you hear Kimmel say like, he took his show back. Well, if Conan was thriving or if NBC said, this is our guy, we want to let him grow. We want to give him a little breathing room and see what he can do with this spot. Then Jay doesn't have, Jay can loiter around the offices all he wants, but that's not going to do much for him. But also if you're in Leno's shoes, it's almost impossible to say no to the amount of money he was offered. That's probably true, too. But again, the argument would be that ABC would have offered him a ton of money or Fox or whoever at that time. Although everyone always says that Fox is always the network like, oh, Conan will just go to Fox. There's even a joke in that 30 Rock episode um, about uh, about Fox just picking up whoever doesn't have the job. Fox has never had. I mean, like, you know, they had Joan Rivers back in the day. Shout out Gutfeld. Um, but even that's Fox news, Fox network 
has not gone against like they like running old Seinfelds or Simpsons episodes, whatever they put on at that time. Those probably get more viewers too. (laughs) Maybe or yeah, it's something to do with owning the. It's maybe not more viewers, but they're also not paying Jerry. $20 $20 million a year to rerun those episodes, you know, and, and they're getting probably almost made. They're probably, it's probably less, but probably not by much. Right. Um, so, uh, that was going on. And then Kimmel, I think we have him explaining he's with uh, Bill Maher pretty recently, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so we have him explaining kind of his thought process during why he was, uh, why he had so much animosity towards Jay. Mm. Jay, who knows a lot about, television, a lot about TV ratings, maybe more than anyone I've ever met. I'll bet. Was offered the 10 p.m. slot. Now, which they don't have to violate Conan's contract. Jay knew that lead-in is hugely important and that NBC had had dramas that were fairly successful in those slots and they were bringing a pretty big audience to The Tonight Show. He knew that doing his show would have maybe half those ratings turn out to be like a third. And even if that show failed, it would make the Tonight Show's ratings dropped. And that's what happened. Ugh. So I wonder, I, I wonder about that. It's interesting. That's, that's a very sinister way to look at it. Right. Did Jay know when Jay says, hey, you know, um, I'll hang around, but you got to pay my people all that. Is he being a good guy? Or is he saying the ratings are going to suck and they're going to want me back? I think he's saying he knows they're going to suck. Let's yeah. have, I think he's being a good guy. I think. Well, you know what? I th- Here's a risky play though, because Jay's ratings sucked at 10. So what's to stop NBC from saying, let's ride it out with Conan for a little while and find someone else. Cause Jay's old hat now, you know? Right. So that's kind. Of, it is kind of a risky play. Now, luckily, they said, "Hey, Jay can do it at eleven thirty. And uh, spoiler alert: that's ultimately what happened. But we still got a ways to go. Um, but yeah, if that, if that's the case, um, it, it's interesting. I don't know why Kimmel hates Leno so much. I never really with, got that reasoning out of him. Maybe he's friends with Conan. I don't know. I don't know. I know he's, you know, obviously buddies with Howard and was a Howard listener. So I don't know if he just got it from there, but that would seem strange. Oh, maybe. Yeah. You might be right. Yeah. Um, What's next? Uh, Letterman loving it. (laughs) Like I said, this is Letterman. uh, Someone shook David Letterman awake and said, Dave, you got to hear this. And Letterman was on his game. I remember I was, uh, this was my freshman year of college. And so, like, I would fall asleep. We would just have the TV on in our dorm room. And, uh, you know, we would watch. We would throw on Late Night all the time. And for the first time, we were like, we got to put on Letterman. Because he is he is on it right now. He is on fire. And about four years ago, he said, I want uh, Jay Big Jaw Leno's job. And they said, NBC, the people at NBC, and, and I want to tell you something, a lot of people criticize these executives at NBC, but don't kid yourselves. If they didn't know what they're doing, they wouldn't be there. <laughs> so, uh, so they said, uh, sure, Conan, you can have uh, The Tonight Show in uh, 2009. 2009, was that what they mm-hmm. said he could have it? Yes, yeah. it was. And so they went to Jay Big Jaw Leno, and they yeah. said, uh, Jay, uh, we're, we're taking your show away from you. Yes. And uh, Jay said, yeah, okay, that's pretty good. Right. 
Um, yeah, I was going to suggest that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Letterman's loving this because he's number one again and has the gift of making fun of Leno and NBC. <laughs> so it's a, a no lose for Letterman. So we have uh, one or two more clips of him, I think. I do love the titles. That one was called Dave Loving It. Yeah. This one's called Dave Enjoying This. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, every day I wake up and I say I'm going to keep my mouth shut about this NBC Tonight Show thing because, <laughs> honestly, folks, I don't have a dog in this fight. Uh, but here's the deal. Uh, I've known uh, Jay Leno for, I don't know, 35 years, mm. a long, long time. Mm. And uh, we used to buddy around in the old days. And uh, w what we're seeing now is kind of vintage Jay. And it's enjoyable for me to see this. It's, it's like, hey, there he is. There's the guy I know. And uh, I just thought, well, I better keep my mouth shut because I, you know, Lord knows I got my own problems. Yeah. I, I really, I, 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 got, I got my own problems. But I just can't help myself. And, uh, uh, And, and while it's true I don't specifically have a dog in this fight, I think that in some way uh, I and Paul are responsible for the mess that's taking place over there now. We're responsible. Yes, what because, because, we, the, because of the big stink that we created when we left NBC we left it big. years and years ago, they said, okay, well, that'll never happen again. Right. <laughs> and so I think this uh, last Letterman clip that we have really encapsulates what it is that annoys uh, Letterman and other people about Jay Leno. I think this kind of mentality. So um, once everything was kind of figured out and basically the writing was on the wall and Leno was coming back and they were giving Conan the boot, um, Jay Leno put out a statement where he said, hey, listen, guys, don't blame Conan. Now, Leno was getting brutalized and the people were fucking trashing Leno left and right. Uh, there wasn't a lot of Conan bashing going on at that time, and Letterman noticed it and found that interesting. And he said that uh, we should not blame Conan for what's going on. Don't blame Conan. Don't blame Conan for what's going on. And I said to myself, no one is blaming Conan. I was, <laughs> well, was going to say no one And he, he further elucidated that what, who, who we should actually blame are Conan's agents and managers. We should blame them because this is what they do. And then Jay pointed out that he himself has no agent or right. manager. So I'm begging you, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of everyone involved, please don't blame Conan. Don't blame Conan. <laughs> please. <laughs> I, uh... I didn't include it, but Letterman later goes, uh, stop right there. Before you think Conan is the kind of guy that would throw himself out of his own job, I assure you, <laughs> don't blame Conan. <laughs> so I think that kind of attitude of everyone tra saying you're the problem and then coming out and making a statement and saying like, hey guys, listen, lay off of Conan. I think that's what annoys um, Letterman about Leno. Yeah, the, the attitude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of trying to please everyone and right. be everyone's friend. Um, but like we talked about, so NBC says, hey, Conan, you're, you're getting the boot. And then this is kind of Conan's time to shine because he could do whatever he wants. And I remember he was 
Um, he was pretty funny during this time. I do also remember thinking, like, I kind of wish he went at NBC a little harder because he could. Yeah, there's but no. But I think the reason a lot of these guys are where they are, Letterman maybe being a slight exception, is because they do know how to not burn bridges. Right. You know, even Letterman. I think we pointed this out in the um, uh, Leno versus Letterman episode where, like, Letterman is showbiz as much as he's like, you know, a rebel in that world. He does know how to keep relationships and things like that. So, Oh, you know what it was when we were uh, talking about Bill Hicks mm-hmm. where there was something Letterman said, we we're like, Oh, you know what? He is, he's more showbiz than we realize. What is oh, next? it was when he, um, he deleted yes. his set. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the What's exit, the uh, the exit deal. Oh yeah. So this is, um, like I said, Artie Lang pretty much nailed it on the head, but we'll hear the exact details real quick. Oh, good morning, Meredith. Yeah, it has been a long couple of weeks, but as you say, NBC is now ready to say that they do have a deal with Conan O'Brien that allows him to leave the network. In fact, his last Tonight Show will be tomorrow night. The terms of his exit deal, we're told, are worth roughly around $45 million. About a quarter of that is severance for his staff. But although Conan is allowed to leave NBC, any of his specific characters or anything he specifically created for NBC, those don't go with him. Yeah, so Conan himself got like $35 million. Staff gets 10, roughly, I'm guessing. Um, so pretty pretty good. Pretty good deal to not take seven months off and then get paid a shit ton by TBS again. Right. Which, oh. by the way, I'm so glad that happened in retrospect because some of my favorite inter- like late-night interviews were on that version of Conan's show. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought Bill Burr was always excellent and just... Always sure. I mean, so, some of my favorite Norm appearances were on the TBS version of Conan. Yeah, it just um, seemed less um, less pressure. Well, the interesting thing Conan did at the end of that run is he said he's the only guy. It's weird that no one has followed this because now Conan's out of late night. He just does a podcast. Um, so it's weird that no one has followed this. But Conan said, "Hey, you know what?" Late nights, the format is dead. Let me try something else. He got rid of the desk. He started wearing sweatpants, you know, minor changes. I suppose he had one guest that he shortened it to half an hour. He had one guest on for the whole time. Um, so actually not minor changes now that I'm naming all of them. Um, like he shook up the format because he was like, Hey, listen, if people wanted to see celebrity interviews, they could listen to a podcast, you know? Right. So let me kind of, you know, follow that trend. He saw what Rogan and Marin and these guys were doing and said, maybe, maybe a version of that might be popular. Now, I don't know how well it did on TBS or anything, but I just don't think a ton of people are watching, you know, late night in general now, but cable even more so. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think it worked that well, but it, I think it was a very good idea. And I, I respected that a lot for sure. But um, what it boils down to is, uh, you could look at that $45 million and be like, hey, Conan, you should be clicking your heels, you bitch. Stop your crying. Because <laughs> then he did a tour. You know, he did 60 Minutes and got choked up. And he did a, a tour. He, like, he grew a beard out, like his sadness beard. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and so he did the whole, you know, like, oh, jeez, I just, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. Um, What I think it boils down to is, 
uh, like, yeah, to us, it's like, hey, take your forty-five million, you fucking dummy. Quit being sad. I'd love, I'd love that opportunity. But when you're in that world, that's everyday life. That's not us hitting a sweepstakes of forty-five million dollars. That's a guy who always dreamed of hosting the Tonight Show, failed in seven months and got booted in a way that he felt was completely unjust. So I do get being like, what the fuck, man? Like I could have an animosity towards NBC and hating everything that happened. But I also don't think he's like some victim of a horrible atrocity. You know, Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day kind of worked out for everybody. Except Leno, honestly, (laughs) he was only back for four years before they did it again to him. (laughs) Yeah. And, but, and and now everyone thinks he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I think some of that stink started to wear off a little bit. But yeah, yeah, that is the the downside for Leno. But yeah, like I, it's only four years later that Jay must have been like, "Is this a fucking practical joke? <laughs> You're doing this to me again? <laughs> Come on, I'm still number one." <laughs> um, I just did a quick Google search. I don't know how. Uh, just to give an idea, I guess he was averaging um, on NBC. He was averaging 2.9 million viewers an episode, yeah. and about half a million on TBS. When you say NBC, do you mean Late Night or The Tonight Show? Tonight Show. Sorry, that is three times what The Tonight Show does now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that's also not Jimmy <laughs> Fallon's fault. It's like uh, that's just. Well, I'm I'm not <laughs> pro or anti Jimmy Fallon. I'm just saying that's what all late night is now. You yeah, know, I would, I would say to everyone uh, who has a late night show, the fact that Greg Gutfeld is beating you all should tell yeah. you something about your programs. Right, 2.9 million. And that's Conan failing. Keep in mind. Right. They're like, Hey, you are a failure with this number. Right. I would bet if you added up Gutfeld, Colbert, Kimmel, Fallon, and fucking whoever's on the daily show right now. Mm-hmm. I bet it'd be around 2.9 million. I think it'd probably be probably be closer to four, but that's all of them combined. It's like that list when they show Rogan's like one episode of Rogan's podcast and the entire day of CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC. (laughs) Yeah, how is this even possible? Right. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So they gave Conan the boot, and like I said, I thought he was very funny in his final days. Um. And so I think that's our next clip, right? Is Steve Carell? Yep. Yeah, so this is one thing he did on his uh, very last show, uh, you know, as uh, you often have to do in a job, he had to give an exit interview. All right, let's begin. Uh, Let's begin. First question. Would you describe your experience here at NBC as positive? Very positive or extremely positive? Uh, po- positive. We'll go with positive. If that's the, the three choices I have. Positive. Did anything trigger your decision to leave? <laughs> was, uh, he also made him turn in his employee badge and he shredded it in front of him. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. He, uh, he did do a weird thing on his last show where like they ended it with him and Will Ferrell like, playing guitar or something. Oh, yeah. I didn't really understand it. There's a lot going on. It's a little weird, but um, it's going to kind of suck for him, though, because when he gets in that business, that's his goal is to get that show. And it immediately got taken away from him. So that's got to suck. 
that's the thing. That's where like I understand the the sad act. And some of it, this is more maybe this is more Leno type of thinking. But some of that was also probably like, hey, I need to keep this sympathy going because I've got my own show coming out in seven in nine months, whatever it is. I don't want people to forget about me. Right. So I got to do an interview with 60 minutes and go, remember how fucking bad that was for me guys? You know, (laughs) the knife wounds in my back are just starting to heal. So let's keep in mind. Conan is very against what happened to him at NBC with some guy, you know, some fucking established white guy with, you know, a name in the business coming in and kicking him out of the show that he rightfully earned. So let's hear from George Lopez. <laughs> you know, he, he said to me when he called me, when I got canceled, he, he called up and said, uh, listen, man, if you ever need anybody to vent to, um, uh, uh, call me. And I'm like, dude, you got a che- paycheck for $40 million. Who am I going to vent to you? <laughs> exactly. I got 36 hours to get out of the building, being <laughs> all my posters. And, you know, I took my computer, obviously. I, I always try to take a computer. But, <laughs> but, you know, we didn't get the same respect that NBC gave him. And he bitched for two years. Yep. I mean, I took my head like a man and I went away. So you think Conan, you think Conan was a little soft in how, how he took that all? Uh, with with me? Yeah, no, I mean how he took his own his own departure. Oh yeah, he, he he acted like you know he he acted like the world had ended. He gave you a big check, man. So he was cool. He actually, yeah, he was very cool. But but I think he deserves. You know, that's what he wants to do. Yeah, it should go to somebody that that's what they want to do. So so I think he's in the right place. You- yeah. So if you don't if you didn't understand any of that, uh, George Lopez had a show on TBS. Kind of while while all this was going on. Um, TBS has said, Hey, I want to get into the late night game. Let's give a show to George Lopez, maybe a totally different demographic than anything else in late night. Not actually not a terrible idea. Uh, I watched it and I watched it not for the reasons George Lopez would probably want. (laughs) Like I thought it was comically bad, Hmm. but you could also make the argument. Maybe it wasn't for me. I have no idea how he did in the ratings. I assume not great. If they were eager to get rid of him. Um, but yeah, George Lopez was around for like a year. And then Conan was like, oh, TBS, you want me? All right, get rid of the fucking, get rid of George. <laughs> Kick him to the curb. Yeah, no problem doing that. <laughs> no, he did not. I mean, I guess it's a different scenario because Conan never shook George's hand and said, hey, buddy, this job is yours, you know? So it is a little different in that sense. But I think you do kind of lose the ability to be like, can you believe that happened to me? When it's like, hey, George seems fine with it, you know? But yeah, Those I think the breaks. That's showbiz. That would be like, uh, he got stabbed in the back. I think that was more business and it sucks. But I just wouldn't, yeah. if I was Conan, I wouldn't talk to George. That's George all. got stabbed in the front. Yeah. <laughs> Conan got stabbed in the back. Yeah, he's the captain now. Um, is that our last clip before? Uh, the great norm? Nope. We have uh, Conan on Letterman. Oh, that's right. So this was this was a little weird. Um, I, I I felt like they could have done more with this. Letterman has had a weird history with Leno. Like, they didn't speak forever. They made no public appearances together. And then they did this, th- that Super Bowl commercial with Oprah. Do you remember that? I don't. It was like them fighting for the chip. I think it was like a Doritos commercial. Oh, yes, I do. I do, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And so that was like, it was like, holy shit, Leno and Letterman appearing together. That was like a big moment. And so everyone said, well, this opens the door for them to do an interview together. Never happened. And then in the, the last week of Letterman, everyone said, oh, I bet his last guest is going to be Leno. Because Leno was already out of the Tonight Show by then. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Then when Letterman got this Netflix show, people were like, surely he will have Leno on now. It hasn't happened yet. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know what their relationship is like. It's very weird. They're diplomatic, but they also hate each other. I don't understand it. Um, but uh, years ago, when I saw that Conan was on Letterman, I expected a little more than this, but uh, this is just a clip of them together. But you were happy. I was I'm happy. happy for you. And, that you and were let happy. me just let me il- illustrate this. I've known Jay a long, long time. Uh-huh. We go back to the mid '70s, uh, back in Los Angeles at the Comedy Store. Jay was always the guy, the funniest guy. He was the guy. He was the guy you'd go to see. He was the guy you wished you could be more like. Uh-huh. He was funny. He was also uh, a bit of a brat. <laughs> <laughs> A bit of a brat. Uh-huh. Uh, and so then, um, oh, you know, when this came along, I said to myself, oh, yes, this is the Jay I know. And I really, <laughs> and, and I kind of, you know, I refer to that period as the golden age of television, really. <laughs> <laughs> the period when I lost The Tonight Show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not, that that <laughs> brief week and a half period for you is the, the golden, golden age of broadcasting. <laughs> yes, that's right. But it has... Has nothing to do and with I, you. Then I'm. Then I'm contented. This. Uh, he seems like low key annoyed. <laughs> it, well, Conan, Conan is weird to read sometimes, mm-hmm. and you would almost think like, oh, these two together would be great. But it was almost like when you hold two magnets up to each other. Oh yeah. <laughs> like they didn't have a lot of chemistry for some reason. Right, right. Too often. It was, it, it was a little weird. So I don't know. It's not um, often I recommend things to go watch, but I feel you can skip that one if you want, if you don't <laughs> want to watch the Conan Letterman interview. Yeah, definitely skippable for sure. This next yeah, one, so, though, definitely not. Oh, no. This is uh, one of my favorite clips ever. We played it in the Norman Conan episode, mm-hmm. um, but I felt like it was worth playing once. Any excuse, really. Uh, it was worth playing once again. Like I said, Conan had some fun in um, the the latter days of The Tonight Show. And this is one thing. I always wonder with this stuff, does Norm call Conan and say, or the you know head writer or whatever and say, I have an idea? Or do they say, will you come do this? I know, I, I'm always curious how that works exactly. I don't think they're funny enough to make this basket. Um, well, yeah, I think the, the letter is even better. So this is um, a gift that Norm gave Conan on The Tonight Show. Well, you know, for you to bring a, a a basket commemorating sort of the 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 tough situation I'm in is really nice. Yeah. Well, that's not what that is. <laughs> well, <laughs> what, what is this basket for? Oh, this is an older basket. I uh, I procrastinate, as you know. Yeah, uh, this is a basket I got you back in June. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Norm, you've had this basket since June? Yeah. I've seen you. You've been on the show like three times. Why didn't you ever give me the basket? I keep forgetting it. <laughs> but I wanted you to know I bought it. It was $60. Oh. And uh, I wouldn't open it. I think it would smell. 
Well, oh, I, there's a card also. I, yeah, I see that. It says congrats yeah. on it. That's, <laughs> that's terrific. Uh, well, I don't know. if it, Can I read it? Yeah, why not? Congratulations, Conan, on finally securing your place as permanent host of The Tonight Show. <laughs> That's something they can never take away from him. <laughs> the way he stares at him is so funny. It is perhaps the shrewdest programming decision ever made <laughs> by the NBC Brain Trust. Sure, the pressure is on, but if I know you, Conan O'Brien, miserable failure is not an option. <laughs> Just the idea that he would write miserable failures. <laughs> Calling the guy a miserable failure to his face is <laughs> very funny. Oh, yeah. So that's one of my favorite Norm clips ever, honestly, just because of the, the situation and how big that was at the time uh, for Norm to come on and do that. I think is hilarious. How he didn't but, break. I'll never understand. He's, he's the greatest, I know. as we always point out. You know, sometimes it's really shoehorned when I mention Norm at the end of a show, but I feel like this one was appropriate. <laughs> yeah. So appropriate, um, this is the second time we've played it. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope I didn't miss anything. This was very, you know, there were probably a million like Howard clips and shit I could have played as well. Um, so, you know, let me know what I missed. Uh, maybe we'll get to it another day. But uh, I've, that's essentially the gist of it. If you weren't familiar with the um, the whole goings on of that big feud, Conan versus Leno, and uh, it seemed like they never really patched things up. But like Leno and Letterman were friends; like they were very close. Mm-hmm. I don't know about very close, but they were close at one time. Like they came up in comedy together. They would do each other's shows. So Letterman truly felt betrayed. Whereas this was more like a business move. Like Conan and Leno, I mean, they were on opposite coasts. They, I think Conan said they talked maybe like four or five times on the phone ever. Mm-hmm. And Conan was on his show once or twice, something like that. Um, so it's not like some some uh, betrayal of friendship or anything, which makes it a little less juicy. But at the time, it was definitely, uh, I mean, people were obsessed with this story. It was crazy. What side are you on? I think ultimately, like I said, I'm a team Conan guy, and I wish maybe Conan got a longer time. I don't think seven months is long enough to be like, oh, this is a failure. I think Conan got fucked, but not by Leno. I think, I think it's by NBC. I was going to say, this is all NBC's fault. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really don't blame Leno at all for that. I do think Conan got um, fucked in, in terms of the actual Tonight Show. And like I said, he got a pretty nice severance. So It's hard to feel uh, bad. <laughs> all, all water under the bridge, I suppose. Yeah. Um, there is a... I, oh, it might have been in that Letterman interview where uh, Letterman asked how it was going at TBS, and Conan was like, it's great, they don't watch, they don't, get, <laughs> they don't know what I'm doing, so it's nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, look more into that if you'd like. But uh, I think we covered the basics. And if you want more of this stuff, if you're like, Mike, you know, I really wish uh, that we could have gotten this episode a week earlier. I wish I was watching this last week. Well, I've got news for you, pal. You could have been. You dope. You should be on Patreon. 
you go to uh, blindmike.net and that's where you can find our Patreon. And if that's a little too rich for your blood um, and you're not feeling the bonus episodes, which uh, I would recommend, but hey, maybe they're not for everyone. You say, <laughs> I'll stick with the freebies. Then uh, go to Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, all the places that you get podcasts. And, uh, you know, if you have trouble finding links, easiest way to find them, blindmike.net. So make sure you check that out, for goodness sake, will you? Do it now, people. Move. Uh, yeah, and, you know, the bonus episodes are a little different. Like I said, we do the Bill Burr Philly rant is probably the most recent one we did when this comes out. Yes. Um. So, well, like, that's a it's a, a short episode, but it's fun to just, like, relive that and kind of look back at what it was. So Unbelievable video. Also, you can go to verygoodshow.org. That's where you can support Craig. If you guys like, you know, the Opie and Anthony episodes we've done, if you're into shock jocks, <laughs> then you might want to check out Very Good Show. <laughs> and uh, you can support those guys at verygoodshow.org if you want to check them out. Yeah, I don't know. what I forget when this is coming out, but come have fun. Support us for free first. If you like it, then jump in. How about that? How about that? And, oh, do we have our, <laughs> do we have our out stinger? Yes, we do. Okay, all right. We'll talk to you guys next time on Why Are You Laughing? Zip it up and zip it out. Yeah.